awesome. That was good for me. Let's give it up for Jesus. Just, if you can, just stand up for just a couple more moments. Just lift your hands. Lord, we just thank and praise you that your presence is so tangible, so powerful, so real. We just pray, Lord, that um, be expanded in our understanding of your word, that we would be expanded in our understanding of your love, that we would be expanded in our understanding of your purpose, Lord God, for our life, for our for our youth ministry and our church, for your what you're wanting to do in this region, God, Lord, and how we can have our part to play within the incredible body of you, Jesus, the body of Christ, and how we can function at our fullest to see a maximum return for, for your namesake, Lord Jesus, so that we can work together, Lord God, like never before, Lord God, to see this nation come to know you, Jesus. Lord, to see the young people of this region come to bow their knee, Lord God, to your Lordship, Lord God, to see you as their Saviour, Lord God. We don't want to play church. We don't want to play youth ministry, God, but we want to function fully in the purpose of you, God, in our lives. So I just pray, Lord, this morning that you would embed that and imprint that and reinforce that within our hearts once again. We pray that in the mighty name of Jesus and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Give someone a hug, a high five or a holy kiss. Thank you, team. You guys are amazing. Can we give it up for our worship team that came in early this morning once again to make that happen? You, you guys were amazing. Well done. What's your name? Jack. Let's give it up for Jack on the, on the chopsticks. How are we all? It is so good to be here with you all. You are the last Momentum Leadership event of a two-week tour. And um, we've saved our best till last. And um, last night um, was fun. Who was thinking, oh, I'm glad you're up there preaching, Cameron, and not me. <laughs> that was so much fun. I, um, I, I love that um, young people were there that were so green, so unknowledgeable of how church should be. And they were just going to have fun regardless. And no, they didn't know they had to sit there with their arms folded and say amen at the right time. And, and that, that is what youth ministry is all about. Um, in our, um, we've just planted a church about mm, almost 10 months ago. And we started with zero handful of people. And we thought, what have we got to do? We've got to actually go out there and win young people to Jesus. So we went into about five or six schools and we said, hey, we're about to start up this thing called public youth. No one had any idea what on earth that was. A whole lot of about 150 kids turned up. And the next week we had about 25 of them came back because they gave their lives to Jesus. And that was the base and the start of our youth ministry. And um, I shared with you last night about having... And being established and grounded, uh, the other word I was going to use was rooted in God's love, but I was terrified to use that word <laughs> with some of the other kids there last night. They would have had a field day on that one, so I had to discipline myself to say that one. But grounded and established in God's love. And what happened was the bunch of young people that we've been reaching, we've talked about worship, lift your hands and the... We've done our absolute utmost on Friday nights to get into a rhythm of doing praise and worship. But it wasn't until they came into a large environment like Youth Alive. God was just so tangible where everyone was lifting up the name of Jesus and thousands of people being drawing near to God. God obviously drew near to them. And you wouldn't believe our youth ministry, the first Friday back after conference, like hands raised no one had to get up there and go we've got to count to three and lift the roof off this place and what it was it wasn't that they got youth aliveized they didn't become a youth alive groupie they had an encounter with jesus in a large corporate gathering and when you encounter jesus you encounter his love and his grace and his forgiveness and his mercy and his hope all of these words that sometimes they be we become so inoculated when we hear these words sometimes, but let me tell you, we are on the forefront of something incredible in our nation. 
We, we are on the forefront of something incredible in our nation. Not, not just Youth Alive, but like right across the board, God is doing wonderful things. And I, we just need to continue to lift up our faith and believe God for more. And believe God for more. So I'm, I'm going to share and um, go back to where I started last night, but we're going to go a little bit deeper this morning um, around around prayer. So if you've got your Bibles, your phones, your cheaper Android devices, I, I would love for you to... I, I need freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay, I need everyone to take notes, all right? I'm going to be the, the note-taker policeman. Can I, can I move that table? Because I'm going to... I'm going to um, bump into it and water's going to fly everywhere and everyone's going to laugh at me. Um, Pete, I just felt for you, mate, when I was at the back there just praying, I, I really feel um, that, that there's this, like this storm the gates mentality that's coming upon you. Well, you've been a great servant, you have great faith. But it's like you're going to grab things by the scruff of the neck and you're not going to let them go. You're going to shake some things and you're going to hold your ground and you're, you are not going to take no for an answer. And I, I, I just see in your leadership this new authority that, that, that is coming upon you that it's not anything that you've worked hard for. It's just the right time. And, and I just see that, um, that, that there's like this steel rod, like you're a great man of character and you, you've got... Um, great leadership but I still see that there's this new stature this new um, posture that you're going to have where it's like this steel rod in your back and you're not going to bend buckle you're not going to be swayed by anything you, you're going to hold the line on some things and 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 it's almost like you're leading the charge in some areas where where you are you're going to be like a dog on a bone and relentlessly you're not going to let go of these things some things that maybe you have even believed for but you've just so it's just you've gone through the motions a bit now and it's not through any other thing other than that now's the time to really grab those things by the scruff of the neck and I, I just I just see that as you do as your this authority that you you stand in Everyone else, I just see all these other people just standing tall around you, not Tim tall, but 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 literally spiritually tall around you. And it's like when when you're going to walk in the room, other people are going to walk and and stand taller, and and hold on to like tenaciously the things of God. I, I just really really feel that th this is the season for you in that in that regard. All right, is that cool? Um. So is it David? David, I, I just, like, I'm, I'm no one to say, but welcome to the region. <laughs> um, yeah. it's, it's great to have you here. And I, I just, just having a chat there for 10 minutes, the sweetness in your spirit to really see a kingdom outcome in this region is beautiful. Mm. And, um, and, and I just, the, you, the right man for the right time to do the right job. And, and I just see that God's going to give you like a real picture of a blueprint it's like the church that you've taken on. Um, th there are a lot of things embedded in the foundations of it. And, um, and so, so you're going to gain an insight and a knowledge to go back to find out exactly what those things were, the DNA within the life of the church. But I just see that, that like, like a... Um, it's literally like when I went with Rob back then and it was just the cement slab was down and the wood frames are up. That where the property where you're at, but then the possibilities of building on top of not literally building, but it's like in the spirit. There's foundations and there's framework up, but you've got this scope to pull out this blueprint according to what God's going to show you and the team to really go forward in a whole new way. And there's no restrictions. There's you're not hemmed in or locked into having to do it any particular way. And I just see people are going to go with you. You're not going to fight. You're not going to have to twist arms. You're not going to have to wrestle people with their arms behind their back. I just see that, 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 that people are going to run with you and you're going to see far beyond what you could have ever dreamed or even imagined. I, I just, it's like you're going to see these things and you're going to, you're going to achieve them and then, then it's like God's going to say more and then more and then more. I just see... And um, you, you will have great favour, I do feel, with, with soul winning. 
I, I really believe that there's going to be a great favour upon you for soul winning, for like first time Christians, first time generational Christians, and you're going to have the grace and the 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 burden to actually see them through. I really see that in a, in a great way. So let's give it up for Pastor Dave. All right. Let's get into this. I'm only going to preach for about an hour and 15 minutes this morning because the... There's no good beaches to go and lie on or anything in Harvey Bay, so, so um, we might as well get into the word then. Um, so Ephesians 3.14 and um, 21, I've got the, the NIT version that I'm, I'm enjoying reading it out of at the moment. When I think of this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with everything inner strength through his spirit then christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him your roots will go down into god's love and keep you strong and may you have the power to understand as all god's people should how wide long and high and how deep his love is that you may experience the love of christ through it it is too great to fully understand what we shared about last night. Then you will be made complete and in the fullness and the power that comes from God. I want to talk to you this morning about prayer. Please don't yawn. Please don't go, oh, here we go again. Prayer. I really believe that there is a new wave of laying a hold of God in prayer. The things that we need to see shifted in our nation are not going to happen by smarter leadership. They're not going to necessarily happen by greater worship, although I love praise and worship. I've seen some phenomenal concerts. Um, you're only just in Brisbane this week. I didn't get a chance to go, but Bruno Mars wowed and, and amazed the crowd, whipped them into a frenzy, hairs on the back of their neck. People were standing on in as they were marveling this incredible atmosphere that Bruno Mars created. Who knows, that's a replicate of, of the real tangible presence of God. But we don't need to have more meeting dynamic. We don't need to have necessarily better multimedia or better Instagram accounts. They're all great and they can facilitate some things. But at the guts of it all, we need to see a spiritual awakening in our nation. We need to see a spiritual awakening that can only be birthed in prayer. Paul here, he's saying, you know what? I'm praying for the church of Ephesus and in praying for the church of Ephesus, my first point is, what is your posture when you pray? What is your posture when you pray? His posture was one of humility. He bowed down and he got on his knees. Now, I'm not a good prayer on my knees. Who likes praying on their knees? I don't know anyone you should have all been worshipping, but for me, I walked up and down, walked up and down there about 150 times through praise and worship. And I was walking up and down because I just, I need to sort of, I think I've got ADD, triple D, plus, plus. It's self-diagnosed. It's self but for me, when I pray, I, I, I just need to move. I just need to keep walking. I get into a bit of a rhythm. My hands flay. Sometimes I'm punching. So look, before that, it was a bit weird. I, I was actually literally, I was throwing seed. I, I literally, I was like, God, I'm praying. We've, we've, I said, we've sown seed into 1,250 youth leaders over the last two weeks. I pray let those seeds germinate. So I'm getting emotional. Um, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to just run leadership meetings because that's what you do. I want to see a youth awakening. And it's not going to necessarily come around by better leadership principles. And I'm, I love leadership. It's my bread and butter. But it's going to happen as we humble ourselves. God, we don't have the most resources. The clubs down the road do because they've got pokies. They've got more money than us. There's, 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 there's business out there that are trying to get a, a return for their for their shareholders. They've got the cash, they've got the resource. I'm God, God, we don't have all the resource of our nation. God, we, we don't have necessarily the, the smartest tools in the shed. I'm not calling you tools. <laughs> God, we, 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 we've got a lot of stuff, but we can't compete with what the world's got. 
But what we do have is we have a God that hears our prayers. If we humble ourselves and pray, God will heal our land. And I don't want to just run cool youth ministry so I can get a big crowd, so I can go on the back corner with the lights down and get a good cross-section Instagram photo to let the rest of the youth ministries in our country know that we're better than everyone else. Because you know what? Sometimes in the big city, that's sadly sometimes youth pastors and youth leaders think that's the holy grail. A big crowd. I can get a big crowd. I, I, I just need to get Bruno Mars. And I'll drag out a crowd. Crowds aren't necessarily fruit. Crowds aren't necessarily success. You know... Um, this pastor, Mark Varagese, he told me, he goes, Cameron, big doesn't mean strong. Because you can get like a UFC fighter who's 120 kilos that's got no body fat on him whatsoever. 120 kilos, he can be the most nimble, mobile, trained in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, great wrestling, great strikes. Sorry, all the girls who've got no idea what I'm talking about. But then you can have a 120-pound guy who might be like a sumo wrestler that can just go forward with a big wedgie <laughs> and he can just bump his chest and bump that guy potentially out of the ring. But because the 120 kilo strong guy is well trained, all the moves and he doesn't just know how to bluster and push, he can bring that guy down in a heartbeat and win the competition. We don't need big bloated. Sometimes big is swelling can be like a swollen ankle, can actually be um, overinflated or artificial growth. It's not legitimate growth. It's actually a swelling that where there's a problem. Just big doesn't mean strength or growth or success. That swelling can go down again and it can be quite painful. But there's nothing like getting into the gym and, and doing exercise and and doing all the right techniques and, and being disciplined and seeing legitimate growth in that regard. So to bring that back into context of church, big isn't necessarily success, but discipleship and young people growing in their personal relationship with Jesus is absolutely everything. The pastor now of a, of a church, my heart is that I don't just grow a big group of people my heart is that we build strength into every single one of our people so that in turn I don't have to go hashtag bring a friend or hashtag bring someone to church that innately within them because they're a disciple and a follower of Christ it's only natural, it's actual normal behaviour that when they're having a conversation with someone who is not a Christian that they would actually ask them to come along to church it's not a marketing campaign, it's not a gimmick, it's not a catch. The free sausage sizzle bring people along. It's like people are wanting to come. So I'm coming back to if we humble ourselves and pray. The Apostle Paul, he got down on his knees and he watched your posture. His was one of humility. When we get to a place where we think we've got it sorted, when we get to a place and we think we've got it understood, when we've got to a place and we think we're big enough, when we've got to a place and we think we know it all, when we've got to a place that we think we've got it all down pat, that's a dangerous place. That's, our, that's pride. It masks itself because we do spiritual activity. But let me tell you, when you're humble, I love this. This is the sweetest place. This is why I love Pastor Mike Pilavachi. He's got so much humility in his heart. He says, Cameron, I go, what's your growth strategy for how you blew up um, Soul Survivor? He goes, Cameron, he goes, we simply pray, we wait to hear from God, and then we obey. I'm like, that's... Like, it's got to be more complicated. Like, was it an artist? Was it a marketing camp? What, what? No, we just simply humbled ourselves. We prayed. We realized we can't build anything that, that is of substance unless, if we labor in, if we build the house, we labor in vain. But if God builds a house, then it's going to stand. Turn to the person next to you and say, are you ready for point number two? Number two. 
They're all P's. So what position are you praying from? Are you begging God? This is where he prays very clearly. He says, I want you to be grounded, established in and rooted in God's love. Are you praying from that part, praying out of guilt? Are you praying out of obligation? Are you praying because it's the right thing to do? I, I, I don't know about you, but I hate being told I have to do something. I don't know if it's the rebellious streak within me. If you tell me I have to do something, I'll go, no, I don't. If you have to, there's something freeing about, about choosing to. I don't have to love Renee, although I have made a commitment before God. <laughs> but I tell you what, it, it's so beautiful to know that I choose to want to love Renee. I choose to want to give her my heart. I choose to want to share life's experiences. I choose to, I, I want to. How much more so when you're praying to Jesus because you want to spend time with him? Because you know that he has the power to change situations and circumstances. He has the power to change lives. What position are you praying from? Are you praying from a position that is grounded and established in his love? Not, not a love that you've been told about, but this is the incredible thing. This is why I love my prayer just then because of the atmosphere of God that we created through praise. We lifted up the name of Jesus. As we drew near to him, he drew near to us. Who, 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 who could feel the presence of God during praise and worship this morning? So from that, I'm like, this is what I do in my personal time. So for some of those who are younger that are still learning to get into a rhythm of prayer, at the moment I've got an old school United song um, out that I've just hit on repeat. I've sort of just switched over now to Belonging Co because United's a bit old school. No, no, no. no. So, so, so I've got these few songs at the moment. They're like, they open up the window of heaven for me to access into the presence of God to feel his love. I tell you what, when I, when I play the, and I, I, I'm, I'm getting all the thinking of ministry out of my mind, I'm getting budgets out of my mind, I, I'm getting problems with people out of my mind and, 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 I, and I keep focusing, magnify the Lord oh my soul and all that is within me, magnify I'm putting my focus, I'm beginning to, to hone in on his goodness, his greatness, thank goodness for great praise and worship albums that they're lifting me into the presence of God as my heart is connecting and I'm worshipping and as I'm worshipping and connecting all of a sudden, bang, there it is there's this exchange where I hit this point where it's like, okay I really want to start praying and interceding now. I'm not just coming in dry, so to speak. I'm not just in my heart. What, what is it for you that gets you into that place to pray? Maybe for you, my wife, she loves reading Joyce Meyer books and she loves reading Christian literature. For me, if I start reading books, I'm like, I'm just, I, I, I just, for me, that's like, like, I'm becoming a Satanist now. No, 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 I'm just, I'm trying to use an absolutely extreme. For me, that just doesn't do anything for me. So, so for me, getting in the presence of God, going for a walk in nature, going for a walk in a rainforest, going for a walk on a beach, going for a walk along a riverway, for me, that really gets me going. So what is it for you? What's your secret place? Because I can get up here and the pastors of your church, so you've you got you to pray more. I'm trying to break it right down practically. What, what is it? What's the key to unlock prayer in your life? What does it look like? Who have you seen? Who have you emulated? Who have you modeled? What, what are you doing to pray? Who prays? Who finds it easier to pray over 10 minutes? Let's just be absolutely honest. Who, pray, who, who finds it difficult to pray more than, more than five minutes? Who finds it difficult to pray over half an hour? So sort of lead, leading up to half an hour is about our threshold for the, this group. See, see, for me, 
if I add these components in, if I go for a walk, if I got my my um, ear, what are they? Earphones in. Thank you. <laughs> Those thingy jigs in your ears with sound. <laughs> for me, I, I can actually extend my time of prayer. Then also adding into that component, praying in my heavenly language, praying in the Holy Spirit, that really I can almost go infinity and beyond, so to speak. Because for me, it's like it just builds me and then I pray for things that, that, that I wouldn't be able to actually imagine in my own mind or think about the Holy Spirit starts bringing all these things up into my attention for me to start interceding on. So let me break this down right now. How does this break down for you in your world and your life? When I was a life group leader, I would have 15 people under my care every single week for at least, uh, um, sorry, every single week twice, I would pray for an hour and I would have my listing of my people that are under my care and I would have intentional prayer for those people. I would say their name, I would know whether they were at what they were, school they were at, what job they were at. I'd know family things about them, and I would pray for them every single day. Sometimes, no, twice a week. Then I would actually, within that, I would ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, would you give me a key? Would you give me a key for them? Maybe it's a prophetic word. Maybe I need to write them a letter. Maybe I not, might need to encourage them. Maybe I might need to bake a cake. The Lord would never say that to me because if I bake the cake, they would leave the kingdom of God. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but there, there'll be things. And so every single week, twice a week, I would do that. You know what I do now? Now I pray for, so that same pattern that I have back then, I now pray, pray like that for all of um, my state Youth Alive directors. I would pray like that for our regional Youth Alive directors and I would pray like that for key departmental leaders within the life of my church like that. I'm not as consistent in that as I used to be, but I put that in as a, as a discipline to pray for other people and to propel and to push them forward. So, so it's the thing, the gateway into a lot of that level of prayer is the fact that I feel the love of Jesus. And as I've been for the love of Jesus, as I've been filled with his forgiveness, as I've been filled with his power, I can't help but want to spread that around. I, I can't, because you know what? Within me, there's nothing good within me. I've got bad dad jokes, and I've got old stories about how good an athlete I used to be 20 years ago. So within me, there's not much. But I'll tell you what, when I'm, when I'm basking and bathing in the presence of God, in his love, I've got so much to give. Turn the person next to you and say, uh-huh. Number three, how precise are your prayers? How precise? James 4 2 to 3 says, you have not because you ask not. I won't go into all the details, but in that 14 to 20, 21 there, the Apostle Paul is praying very specific prayers for the church of Ephesus. I want you to be grounded in the love of God. I want you to have inner strength from the power of God. He's praying very specific, pointed, targeted prayers. James says you have not because you ask not. Let's not pray general prayers. Oh Lord, we just pray that you bless everyone. How do you want them to be blessed? Lord, I just pray that one day I get a job one day. When do you want the job? What job do you want? How much pay do you want? How many hours? When we moved to Queensland, we rented for the first year because we didn't know the real estate market that well in Queensland. We moved up from Adelaide about 10 years ago. And we prayed very specifically, God, we want a thousand square metre block, enough for chickens and a dog. The kids wanted chickens for some reason. We'd love a pool. 
We want five bedrooms. We want five because we want people to be able to come up from interstate and stay with us in our house and have holidays. I don't know why we ever prayed that because there's nothing worse than having family. No, no, no. <laughs> but it was a great idea at the time. We want two bathrooms, we want a double garage, and we want double story. The kids really wanted a double story. And so, so do you know what? What do you, sort of a house do you think we're living in? We're living in that exact same house that we've been praying for. This is the thing. You have not because you ask not. Let me say this again, right? So we're praying, God, give us favor with this baby-born new little church that's just crawling at the moment. God, would you give us favor within schools? Lord, would you open up doors so that we can go on? So not the Christian school, because every other church is getting into the Christian school, and we're playing shuffle the deck with all the Christian kids between the youth ministries on the Gold Coast. God love us. But when we want kids that don't know you, God, give us favor within, within the state schools, the ones that are closest, so we start naming them. In the last four weeks... There's a school in the northern suburbs of the Gold Coast that is notorious and known for being on the front page of the Gold Coast Bulletin because of major problems with young people. There's overcrowding in classrooms. There's major disciplinary problems. There's gangs now starting to rally in those areas and they're having major disciplinary problems like you wouldn't believe. And so we've been saying, God, give us favour. Our youth pastor and some of the key leaders, they go and sit down with the chap, talk to the principal. They sit down, have a conversation with the principal. They're saying, we've been watching you guys because some of the kids are coming along to the youth ministry and we've seen those kids, we've seen their behaviours really changed. Goes on and says, we don't need more pancakes being flipped. There's nothing wrong with pancakes. We need to feed the kids in the morning. Some of them are from full-on situations that they don't get fed. They need to have their energy and their faculties going because they've got carbohydrates and energy going through their system so they can learn algebra. God bless you. need heaps of pancakes to learn algebra. <laughs> we don't need more of that. What we need is spirituality. It's like spirituality. So, so let me get this right. You... You want us to come in, like you're comfortable to come into a state school that's notorious and on the front page of the paper for all the wrong reasons. You'd like us to talk about Jesus. We'd love for you. We want to open up our assemblies for you to come and talk with our young people about God. In fact, we've actually got a spare office on Friday. We're going to clear it out and we're going to make that office available for you. If you can man that office all day Friday... We'll send students with you to sit down and, and, and do some mentoring and some, and some hang time with, with you guys, but only if you'd like to do it. We're like, um, now we're a bit busy on Friday. Absolutely. And so um, if you have, like, look on our youth pastor, Pastor Izzy, they were there yesterday and they were um, there talking at their first high school assembly and then they were able to invite unapologetically, not like, not, not like um, secret squirrel, like hand out little business cards, come to our youth ministry. Don't want to get in trouble, come to our youth ministry, Shh, put, put it in your pocket. We didn't have to do that. We're like out there brazen, open, hey, come along to public youth. You're going to find the love of Jesus. So, so let me say, are we praying precise prayers you have not because you ask not no general prayers god loves the general i call them like when if, if a if a footballer can't play on friday night or something like that in the af they go oh what's wrong with him it's like has he got a sore knee has he got a sore groin has he rolled his ankle has he got lower back pain has he just what's wrong with him he goes no he's got the general what is that? It's called general soreness. In other words, they're just resting Gary Blatt Jr. because he's hurt something, but they don't want to give away what it is. So they go, he's got the general. So let's not pray the general, okay? Let's not just pray the general prayer. Let's pray precise prayers. Last but not least, 
are you praying powerful prayers? Powerful prayers. Everyone look at me. Don't fade. We're on the home straight. Powerful prayers. Powerful. Not nice prayers. Not warm, fuzzy prayers. Powerful prayers. God, give us favour in high schools. My next prayer, not my next, the one I've been... This university in our area is called Griffith University. They've got written into their constitution, no religious activity can actually transpire on that university campus. I say bollocks, we are going in there. I don't care what's hardwired into the constitution. I'm believing in prayer now. We're not going to be stupid. We're not going to get pickets and, and go there and march on the ground saying free rights and religious free. We're not going to get crazy. We're going to pray to be smart, but we're going to pray for favour and we're going to pray for doors to be open. We want to influence the minds of our up-and-coming university students with the power of God. I don't need them to hear about flipping gender fluid, fluidity and every other thing that's imaginable at the moment. I want them to hear the fact that Jesus Christ loves them and there's a great plan and a purpose for their lives. And if they surrender their lives and come into partnership with Jesus, they're going to live life to the max and then they're going to get sponsored by Pepsi. <laughs> that's what I'm praying for Griffith University, the largest university on the Gold Coast. It might not happen next week. It might not happen in six months. It might not happen in one year. It might not happen in two. But I'm going to pray without ceasing. Like, once again, the Apostle Paul says, I pray without ceasing. I'm going to hang on to that thing. I'm going to hold on to that thing. I'm going to proclaim it. I'm going to prophesy it. I'm going to do everything I can. I drive through the university and I pray. I walk through the university and everywhere my feet tread, I say, Lord, just like Joshua, everywhere my feet tread, I pray, Lord Jesus, that this is ground for the kingdom of God. I've done that many times over schools. Walk through them. Then all of a sudden, the security guard comes with a massive big German shepherd. So I just start hiding and praying. <laughs> I'm taking ground. I'm being specific. I'm praying powerful prayers. I'm not praying wishy-washy, watered down, oh my God, so small prayers. We serve a big God. Nothing is impossible through Christ Jesus. Nothing. Nothing, not just there's a few things that are impossible. All things are possible, all. So what sort of prayers are you praying? The word power that, that goes on and talks about, this is the same word that, we, um, that they use in Acts about the outpouring in the, the, of the Holy Spirit. He'll give you ability, efficiency and might. It's a word called dunamis. It's the same word we pull down the English word dynamite prayers. Are we praying Dunamis, dynamite prayers, explosive prayers, prayers that just break things open. Or we're praying nice prayers. The Apostle Paul was very clear here that you would know the power of God. The dynamite power prayer time. So, in, if I can get someone to come up on the keyboard. Keyboard's the most anointed instrument around this time of the meeting. You'll learn that at Youth Alive Academy. It's a joke. Now to him who, by in consequence of the action of his dunamis power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purposes and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare, ask, think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, our desires, our thoughts, our hopes, and our dreams. Who's heard that before? Just put your hand up. Okay. Sometimes when you hear things so much, oh yeah, infinitely beyond our highest dreams, highest imagination, super abundantly, what do we dare? Oh, dare. That's risky. Let's dare to believe God. You know, the last few weeks we've had 14 days of prayer in our church. 
custody battle where this grandma was rough arming her son to get custody of a child just to spite the young lady that's in our church their marriage is split up and this granny she's the granny from hell she's being spiteful nasty she's doing everything she can to block the custody of mum in this child's life years this has been going on so that's enough we're praying precise powerful prayers that's not right that's an injustice that's wrong she's a good lady she's a good mum she cares for that child like you would we get a text message you wouldn't believe it four days into praying granny from hell has told her son not to pursue this anymore to let it go to work out an amicable arrangement to have the father have influence in this young child's life but for mum to have full custody full answer to prayer powerful prayers she was absolutely adamant that this granny from a place wasn't going to back down she was in for the fight she was engaged through your churches and hear about great miracles but I'm just sharing things that are going on in, in, in our world at the moment I get a prophetic word last year from this prof, prof, um, pro, from a prophet Mike made pulls me out of a crowd there's about 3,000 Asians in Malaysia I wasn't sure why I stood out maybe it was because my head was about bigger than everyone else and I'm the white guy and then the, the, the whitewash was shining on me and he thought it was the glory of the Lord. And he's like, hey, that tall white guy, you come out here. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it was that, that he chose me in that crowd of 3,000 people. Maybe it was the fact that I had a fluorescent yellow prophecy shirt saying, please pick me, pick me. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. But he pulled me out of the crowd and he says, young man, he goes, he goes there is an awakening in your nation amongst the young people. He goes, there is a new breed that God is raising up. And he goes, I see them lining up in the dozens, the hundreds, and in the thousands. Then he goes on and says this, and he goes, and, and God is wanting to use you to unlock their full God purpose and potential. He's got no idea that I'm the Youth Alive director, that I'm overseeing You know what that that has just put within us? I'm praying now, God, I'm praying not just to see a youth awakening. We've gone back to our Youth Alive mandate and our Youth Alive mission statement. And we've changed the whole language in that whole thing too. Youth Alive exists to see every single young person in Australia live their full God purpose in their life. That encompasses salvation, that encompasses resourcing local churches, that encompasses great praise and worship, that encompasses making sure our media is slick and awesome, that encompasses the fact that we need to be a nation that prays and seeks the face of God, that encompasses our Youth Alive Training Academy, that encompasses all of that. You say, man, that's, that's outlandish. Every single young person in our nation, 100%. We're going to be more focused, more envisioned, more specific. The prayers I'm praying are aligning with that mandate. The good thing is, I feel like I've just sat there in a planning meeting in a think tank going, what would be a good mission statement? It was birthed from heaven. You know, off the back of things like that, they, these guys have written music. We're only just dabbling it's been downloaded over a half a million times. We're just having a go for Jesus. And it's like God's wanting to quicken things. You know 
what? There's a knock-on effect that goes right into every other youth ministry. Every youth leader, every youth alive academy student, God wants to do something. What sort of prayers are you praying? Are you limiting? God wants to go over and above all that you can even think, dream, or even imagine. Over and above. Over and above. One of the other Youth Alive directors says to me, he goes, Cam, he goes, oh, I don't mean to be rude or disrespectful or anything, but he goes, why are we putting Australia? Shouldn't we put the world? And I was like, let's not get too excited. Like that can be the over and imaginal we can even think, <laughs> the super abundantly over and above. I'm happy for that, but let's just nail Australia first. If I could have every head bowed and every eye closed. Say, Pastor, I'm, I'm really challenged. I want to be a person that sees God move powerfully in my life. But I realise that I need to be a, a man or a woman of God that prays. I'm not just making up the numbers on my youth team. I'm not just doing this because someone had no one else better to get and I just seemed to get the short straw. But you've got a purpose and destiny and God wants to use you in a mighty way. And it's time to lift up. Lift up. You're thinking around this. It's time to be praying, being grounded in love. It's, it's time to pray really precise, specific prayers. It's time to pray powerful prayers. You have not because you ask not. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you say, Pastor Cam, that, that message really spoke to me in, in, in it. Wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just pray right now. Lord, I just pray for an increase right now in authority and in faith, in our prayer life. I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, that there would be a spiritual awakening right now. Lord, in the realm of prayer, prayers that move mountains. Prayers, Lord Jesus, that see addictions broken over people's lives. Prayers. Mighty God, prayers, Lord, for a region, Lord, inner groanings, Lord God. Lord, prayers that 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 break chains, break strongholds, break, break mindsets, mighty God, break things that, that have been spoken to limit and restrict and restrain, to be broken open so we can think bigger and dream higher than ever before. Lord, I pray, Lord God for an awakening of the love of you, Jesus, in this region amongst young people. Lord, an awakening, an awakening of love, authentic love, real love, not substitute false, empty love. Lord, I pray that there'll be an awakening, an awakening of your love, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray, mighty God, Lord, prayers that are ridiculous, prayers that are crazy, prayers that that aren't just thrown up into heaven because that's what we do. We're Christians, we pray. But prayers, Lord Jesus, that you respond to, that you answer, that you that move your heart. Lord, at the closing of this incredible tour, Lord God, I just pray, Lord, all the 1,250 youth, young and old leaders, mighty God. Lord, that we've sown and invested into, mighty God. Lord, that their hearts would be enlarged. Lord, that their faith would be lifted. Lord God, that the authority, Lord God, to, to storm the gates of heaven and pray prayers. Holy Spirit, that you're embedding within us. That we come into agreement with your plan for this nation. We would come into agreement with your plan for this region. You'd, we would come into agreement, Lord God, with your blueprint over every church, Lord God, that you would use us to, to, to propel your plans on the planet. You know, um, this is a crazy thing about prayer. Um, this, I can't take the credit for this. This is Pastor Wayne Alcorn, so I'd love to steal it say it was mine but it's not great hero of mine he was teaching us on prayer and he's like revving us
us all up. He brings it right down. He goes, you know what? He goes, you are the answer to the prayer that you just prayed. chaplain be respectful let them know we're there to serve we're not there to rape and pillage the school and build our church we're there to help and to serve would you hook us up with the principal yes we sit down with the principal have a conversation Izzy our youth pastor didn't have a prophetic word he didn't roll open like this this scroll from 2,000 years ago that the angel of the Lord gave him an unction to share with the principal 2,000 years later because of this prophetic word that was going through the ages. You, you know what I mean? Like we, I know I'm exaggerating, but this stuff isn't actually too hard. We pray and then we do. We pray and then we, we move in accordance to what we've been praying for. Shekinah glory? No, I don't think he did. But I think he went out of there out of a sense of God. We're going to do what we can do. Would you go before us? You do the rest. What is it right now that you've been praying for that you could actually do? And in act and see something happen. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, let, let, let my five friends come to youth. Ask your five friends. Be a good friend to them. <laughs> Don't be a mongrel. Let them like you because you're a nice person. You know what I say? You want good friends? Be a good friend. I could keep going on and on. But I'm going to close it. One, um, we're going to worship. Why don't we come down the front? And let's pray. That, thank you. Come on, let's come down the front. We've just got a few more minutes.